This is the Growing Eternity Podcast with Mara and Jim, where we talk about the Judeo-Christian mystic traditions of spending time with God in eternity, interpreting dreams, and meeting anonymously. We have reformatted these traditions as modern practices grounded both in sacred scripture and behavioral science. Join us as we talk about Two Minutes in Eternity, Dreaming Once, Interpreting Twice, and Growing Eternity Anonymously. This is the Growing Eternity podcast with Jim and Mara. Um, today we have a guest today, uh, Craig. Welcome, Craig. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Craig. Good hey. to have you. Thanks. Uh, for those of you, this is the first podcast you're listening to, um, the Growing Eternity podcast, we essentially talk about spending time in eternity with God as a spiritual practice. Um, so you can think of this like... Um, the Hebraic and Christian mystic press of spending time with God, like Brother Lawrence, Matt and Guion, um, or other Christian mystics. Um, so we may explain more in this podcast or be able to pack a class to explain even more. Um, but today we're going to be talking to Craig about like, essentially him starting up his own two minutes in eternity practice. Okay. Well, okay, let's, let's do this first. <laughs> Mara and I, this is essentially Mara and I's accountability group. <laughs> and this is where the podcast grew out of. So we'll, we'll put Craig on hold for a second. Um, I try and do this, we try and do this in the beginning of the podcast because otherwise I forget. Um, so um, Mara, how, how's, uh, how's been your, how has been your two minutes in eternity uh, practice? How has that been going? Been going, it's been going pretty good. Um, I had a lost weekend, um, but I will tell you my four days that I've had in a row. Um, on Monday, and I, I go to the same room, I tend to like um, the view that I have. I look out my window and I sit in my room, and it's you know, I, I get a lot there. Um, and in my two minutes, I just felt God's love for me. And, you know, in the beginning, when we first started talking, um, I just, what I wanted more than anything was to feel his presence. I just wanted that so bad. And so on Monday, he was just pouring, like I could just palpably feel his love. And I just sat still in it. And I don't even know if it was two minutes or longer. It had to be longer. Um, but that was really, it was really nice. On Tuesday, um, it was funny. I, I came upstairs and I closed my eyes and I felt like he was hanging out with me. A lot of times um, since I don't even know when, when he first showed me the Garden of Gethsemane, um, a lot of times we'll hang out there. And, but I wrote hope. He's been showing me um, signs of hope all around me, confirmation of hope. People will say the word or there'll just be stuff that I'm like, okay, I'm in the season of, of hope. And um, we had some people working uh, either on trees or on cars. I'm not even sure what they were doing, but there was big power equipment 
going on and I could hear sounds of chains and the sounds of chains were just like super loud, like hitting the concrete or hitting wh whatever they were doing. And I kept looking out the window to see if I could see them and I couldn't. So I just wrote sounds of chains breaking. Um, there was a deep hunger. Um, and, oh, deep hunger. I'm, I'm reading my notes. I was super hungry. <laughs> and then I heard um, the big truck do this, like, like a release of something. So I, I said, you know, um, deep hunger and then release. And it was almost like the soundtrack of what I was like feeling. It was like God was providing a, a soundtrack for those you know, two to three minutes. Yesterday, um, I had a real heavy weight in my belly, not in a bad way. Sometimes if I'm, if I'm grieved, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and it's kind of like a soreness. This was like something bubbling, but I could feel weight to it. And I saw Jesus with a hula hoop and he was throwing it on me. And then it, the hula hoop like turned into a bunch of, like it looked like if you see like an echo procession like or, or progression um, in, in graphics, it looked like a coil, like a telephone cord. Um, so that's what I saw yesterday. And then today, I just heard Luke 5.12. And when I looked it up, it was the leper. And he said to Jesus, if you want to, you can heal me. And Jesus said, I want to. <laughs> like, I want to. So I wrote, you know, the leper put himself out there. He had absolutely no shame. He was just really wanting to be healed. And, and so it was like, you know, he just voiced it. And Jesus was like, yeah, and touched him. And he, there was no shame back for Jesus. So I just felt like that was a good reminder for me whenever I, you know, any feelings of, you know, being embarrassed or like, oh, this is too little or this is too gross um, to, to just voice it to him. So that, that's been my week so far. And you're still essentially doing the, are you still asking a, a, the same question? Yes. Um, yes. And that's a good point because I wanted to talk to um, Craig about that too. But yeah, in, in the beginning and, and after months and months, I would say it out loud, Jesus, I'm here and whatever you want to show me or say, I'm open for. Not sure if I said that this morning. I think I might have just sat down and closed my eyes and had that impression. But yeah, and I don't know if that's, I know that you recently changed your question. So um, yeah, I, 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 don't, my question. I don't know. I think if desire of your heart is just to hang out for two minutes and turn with Jesus, <laughs> um, then you may not need a, a new question or an explicit question. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, if there's a desire in your heart that in those two minutes of eternity, your heart really needs something other than just to hang out, mm -hmm. um, then, uh, yeah, then, then you need a question, definitely. And when things change, you probably need a different question. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, like, for instance, yeah, I changed mine a couple weeks ago, I guess, mm -hmm. um, to instead of, hey, I'm here, I'm, now, and I'm here now with you, Lord, do whatever you want for the next two minutes, or, and more, or whatever. <laughs> um, I changed it to Lord, you know, I need to connect with you in a relationally in eternity. And I need, I need hope from eternity for relationship here on earth. 
you know, so, you know, <laughs> um, and that's my request is, Hey, that's what I need. Um, yeah, because things had shifted and, and, and I, I needed, you know, I needed to change it based on, Hey, some, you know, something's really shifted. Um, can I, can I expound or just ask you a question about that? You, you realized it needed to shift based on what he oh, was oh, showing oh, yes. you over time. <laughs> My exercises had to kind of, I'd say devolve, but it had shifted into him sort of holding me, um, you know, and comforting me, but, but it's, I, I liken it to holding a baby that can't sleep. You're comforting it for not sleeping, but it's not really getting rest. That's how I felt when I was trying to spend two minutes in eternity with God was that he was comforting me, but I wasn't really entering into rest. And it occurred to me, I think while I was talking to you during a podcast, like, oh, I think this means I need an exercise. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. I'm a little, let's, 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 let me, let me find out what I need. <laughs> let me, let me walk through, yeah, walk through a, a process to, to, to figure out, you know, what, what would be a good request, you know? Um, yeah. That yeah, was helpful. That, it, well, yeah, it was helpful. Well, okay. I mean, hopefully it was helpful to everybody. It's helpful to me, uh, not so much doing it in the podcast, but doing it because uh, it shifted after that, yeah, uh, back into, you know, a, a, a different set of things um, and a, a bunch of pretty, pretty cool but powerful encounters. Uh, I think so last Thursday when we recorded that podcast, I think I'd shared about being on a beach in heaven where with a lot of <laughs> the, the, the major prophets hang out. I don't know why the minor, I've never seen the minor prophets hang out there. I don't know if they didn't. That's another beach. Maybe they didn't, I don't, they didn't publish enough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's a different green room for them. I, I don't understand. <laughs> and Joseph walked by um, and he handed me something for my wife and told me to give it to her anyway. So the next day, this is after the podcast. So I'd shared that last week and, and hopefully I put these podcasts up in the order that they get recorded. Um, <laughs> the next day, this is last. So this is a week ago tomorrow, I guess. Um, it was on the same beach, and all of a sudden, it was like um, blinking in and out, like almost teleporting, like like coming through was a bunch of trees. Like they were, I was on this beach, and all of a sudden, trees were coming through with this man in the middle of the trees. But they were like jump skipping. It's like um, I don't know. So they're almost like hop, like just kind of phasing in and out, and and kind of just kind of move through. Trees move through with this guy in the middle of the trees. <sighs> and I knew, I knew it was Enoch. You know, and I'm like, oh, I, I guess you know. <laughs> you know, when it says he walked with God and was not because God took him, he, he's still sort of doing that, you know. It's, hmm. it's, it's still <laughs> wow. It was quite powerful. Oh, then I started shaking. It was quite powerful. It, it was quite powerful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, um, and then, uh, I don't know, God gave me a verse, which often which just happens at the end of these two minutes, and extra, just at the end of the two minutes. So give me a verse. And I don't think it's often. Uh, for what I saw in the two minutes, often I'll get a verse at the end. It's almost like universes you know, are almost as I, I'm coming out of eternity. It's like verses are falling out with me. And, and anyway, God gave me Genesis nine four. So that was Friday, <clears throat> uh, which I didn't feel great on Friday. Mm. Saturday I felt miserable. And then uh, Sunday, my son Gideon went and got a COVID test, and it turned out that the reason I wasn't feeling very well is because uh, the two of us had COVID. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't do the exercise. Didn't do it where I got out of bed and timed it for two minutes till today. Um, you know, there's wow. stuff. You know, there's some. I don't know. You know, I. I I try and I my little I print out this little calendar which I need to print out a new one for October. The, today I just have my today and the, the next box over from the thirtieth. Um, in the I print I'll print out a new monthly calendar. Um, you know I try and only track you know when I sit down and intensely do it for two minutes. Um, 
now I like, you know, I was with Aaron in Ohio, so where we met Craig. Um, you know, so, you know, you know, if I prophesy for 12 hours, but I don't stop and spend two minutes alone with God, and then it doesn't count, even mm -hmm. though eternity was kind of coming and going. Um, this, you know, my, my tracking of doing the two exercises, doing it tensely. So, right. um, <laughs> in a, in a sweat fever, <laughs> not, not, not that oh. I really had much of a fever, you know, I, you know, there has some, but I, I didn't do the, I didn't get out of bed and do the two minutes until today. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, but today, um, I just saw the Lord, he, he put my hand on his rib, which he's done before, but instead of just touching it, I just, just, I don't know, almost holding onto it like it was a lifeline. I was just, it, the, the, the rib, it, you can see um, where his side was slashed with the spear on the cross. I, I just was holding onto it like it was my connection to eternity. Wow. Um, which it is because it's, you know, <laughs> it's pierced <laughs> for us, and for a relationship. Um, and, and the rib has a whole connotations of relationship anyway because of um, the rib was taken from Adam to make Eve and so that man wouldn't be alone. And so it, it just connotates relationship. Right on. Um, so there's something about holding on to Jesus's rib, which is a real kind of uh, Jesus being the groom, and I think us being the bride of Christ thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have much coherent stuff. I even remember too much between uh, you know uh, <laughs> doing it last Friday and doing it uh, today. Well, and, yeah. Uh, just trying to just trying to feel well. Um, I'm, I'm really glad you sound really well. Were you able to sleep and you know just gather? Yeah, Intermittently, no, I, I, I <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I thought I had just really, really bad fall allergies, except allergy medicine wasn't seeming to help at all. Um, but I, I, I figured out if I completely humidified bedroom so that there was steam on the end, like the mist on the inside of the windows, you couldn't see out. And I propped my head um, so the post nasal drip <laughs> wasn't, wasn't mm -hmm. making make my throat go raw. Um, oh. that, that I, you know, I would, you know, but it took me a couple of days to realize that you figure out how to do that. Once I did that, I, I've been sleeping great ever since a lot, you know, maybe 20 hours a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. <laughs> like my cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh. the, the weird symptoms are the taste. Yeah. Gideon lost his taste completely. He was putting salt in his tongue yesterday or two days ago and showing that he couldn't taste it. Um, so I, I think I just lost my taste of anami, like a, a hamburgers don't taste right. You know, mm -hmm. um, so, wow. Yeah. So that's so. Yeah. So not not a lot, to, not a lot uh, uh, of the two minute exercise for me, which leaves us uh, much more time for Craig. All right. Uh, so yeah. Craig. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so Craig. Uh, so um, I'm going to. I would imagine the, the the first time you heard about doing a two minute exercise in eternity was when I talked about it. Uh, the Sunday yes. before last, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so, and I was talking about a bunch of other things. So, um, this is probably very light instruction as far as doing the exercise. Um, so, why don't you talk about? Um, now, I don't want to do this thing that teachers do, where they say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you tell me what you think the answer is, and we'll tell you where you're wrong." No, no. <laughs> why, why don't you? I, I don't. I don't want you to feel like that. Uh, why don't you share what, what your understanding of it was from whatever you heard and, and what you're, I assume you were trying, I think I saw an email and what your experience has been. Sure. Okay. Um, so my simple understanding of how you put it and phrase it helped me to see his love. And so once I, I heard it, I was like, wow, instead of seeing God as, you know, a judgmental, 
and I only really meet him when I'm filled with his spirit, either going to some Bible study or church. I should try it as much as I can. I mean, it's more than just prayer. It's more the way you explained it was I'm in his presence. So immediately that night when you kind of explained it, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this first thing in the morning. <laughs> but I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh my gosh, why can't I go back to sleep? But then I could feel as if, and the best way to put it is I mentally was a little man in a big room and I knew he was there. And that's probably the best way of putting it. And then I'd say the first few days were um, very early morning and it, and, and it was like, you know, my flesh was like, why? Because <laughs> I, I got a lot of stuff to do today. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, well, it's important to be with God. So 3.34 in the morning and I can't get back to sleep and I can feel myself just being there. And then it tapered off. And so I'd say the first few days were um, almost exhilarating. And then now, so I'm, like, I must say that I, I, I do it first thing in the morning and, and that's my um, first thing that I do or my go-to event. And I am unique in the sense that I play the Bible in my sleep just to drown out and just feel myself. So like the past few days, I've just feel, or I'll just feel peace and at rest. And it's not like I'm hearing or seeing anything. And I'm not really, because I heard you guys, because I'm like joining just to make sure I'm doing it right. I, it's not that I'm asking a question. I'm just mentally putting myself and saying, all right, God, I'm here. And yeah, it's, it's like just being there. I I think last night I just felt rest and peace. And I'm not sure if I heard the word shalom this morning and I was just like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that means peace, right? So it does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so mine's a little different probably because I'm not asking any questions I'm just going there and just saying hey dad I'm here and but the one thing I did mention is since I do it first thing in the morning and I have a lot of stuff to do I might be lazy (laughs) and like okay lord I want five minutes and then I might feel like nah get up and go get stuff done no but i want five minutes no 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 <laughs> get up and get stuff done <laughs> no okay is that you or is that me and then i'll just get up and get stuff done and because i'm busy i'll like think of him throughout the day and then i'll put myself in that position yeah so i find myself doing it if i'm like last night i was at the gym and instead of you know watching what's on the tv i'm putting myself in his presence and then yeah so that's probably the brief synopsis of how you know first I interpreted it and then 
my experiences over the past like week and a half or so. All right, yeah. let me ask you some questions. Uh, sure. Although that, that, that uh, you, you just, I don't know, uh, you can feel just, it feels really sweet. Like his mm -hmm. presence is really sweet. Um, just, I guess, especially how you're describing initially. Um, yeah. That, um, <clears throat> I, I tend to, I do tend to get a lot of visual stuff. You know, so mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to feel like when they do this, that the point is to get visual stuff. Um, so, which is one the excitement of, of having having you on and others on is, um, you know, that <clears throat> to 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 let people hear like a, a, a <clears throat> the different experiences people have. You know, they, they're not they're not uh, homogenous. Um, so, um, <clears throat> but let's see. Um, I tend to ask everybody this. So, um, did, did you uh, did you try and spend just two minutes doing it, or, or was it more of an open-ended thing? <laughs> so I remember you saying, "Don't do 15, but the perfectionistic side of me, because I'm in quality and like engineering, I want to spend as much time as I want <laughs> and as possible, just to soak it all up." Initially, I gave myself 15 minutes and didn't feel anything. And then I was like, ah, but Jim did say, try not to make it too much. So then I said, okay, let me give it five, two, and then 30 seconds. And then I can just feel as if I felt more at peace. So then I think I, I realized the shorter, the better. Yeah, it's incredibly sense. counterintuitive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's I've I found it personally be very true and, and uh, um, yeah, I, I say two minutes because, you know, but I think if you do it, if you try and do it for two minutes, there's a good 30 seconds in there where really stuff happens, um, you know, and maybe that 30 seconds, just an expansion up, like there's like a, just a moment where, where, you know, his presence opens up and, and you're just processing it, you know, after yep. that. Um, so it's great that I said, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It proves my supposition. So that's really great. No, no. Um, I, I really <laughs> think that's true. You know, the thing that's really hit me is, uh, because we're trying to connect with God in eternity, we're especially trying to touch heaven, because that's where the Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> flows out of heaven into us. So we're, we're connected, uh, you know, through the blood of Jesus um, <clears throat> and the person, the Holy Spirit, to eternity, to heaven, is we're trying to spend time there. Not as some weird mystical exercise where we can say, oh, I went to the third heaven, you know, so I get to write you know, a new book of the Bible. Uh, which Revelation suggests you don't do, by the way. Um, <laughs> suggests that you don't write new books of the Bible. Um, but but that, that because we we live and breathe the Spirit, um, we're connected, you know, uh, to the throne of grace, you know, through relationship in Jesus and, and through the person of the Holy Spirit, um, that eternity exists outside of time. Um, and so if we try and do stuff inside of time, like, oh, it'll take 15 minutes to really, you know, get to spend a good amount of time with God. Um, if we're trying to do it inside of time, you might, nothing might happen. Um, but if you try and do it small enough, so you're, you're almost, be, you're almost forced to, <laughs> you're almost forced to go outside of time to spend time in eternity. Um, like awesome. Boom. It'll start to open up. Um, so, um, <clears throat> that's very validating, which the point of this isn't for me to be validated. <laughs> um, but it's something that I, just, I felt was really true. And so the, the fact you squeezed it down more than two minutes, 30 seconds is, you know, I find really cool. Um, now, did you have you kept a log? Oh no. 
I probably should. I'm glad you said it. I probably should because of all of the. So I'm going to take the email that I sent tomorrow and then um, what I thought I felt. Um, shalom. I, yeah, I probably should. Yeah. So I haven't yet, but I will now yeah. I'm say it. Yeah. Now, my suggestion is <laughs> because you're, you know, <laughs> you're trying to really do this, you know, in two minutes. Um, you know, in your case, you're, you're doing this in 30 seconds um, or whatever. Um, that you don't want the logging, you know, to take more time really than sitting and doing the exercise. Um, sure. So I suggest not, don't really write, you know, more than maybe, I was traditionally saying more than five, six, seven words. Um, but I think, you know, one or two sentences at the most, you just summarize, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, if, I don't know. I summarize, I often leave out, you know, things that would make, Things I write down whole sentences. Um, <laughs> initially, I was trying to like keep it down to seven words because I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to have a you know to spend two minutes in eternity, have a moment you know like, like half a second where all this stuff happens, and then spend fifteen minutes, half an hour, two hours writing about it. Yeah, and it's really really hard to keep up because the, the the journaling and the logging it's it's much more work now than the exercise, and you're you know I'm going to want to avoid it because it's work. Um, so I, I would suggest don't don't write much more than a sentence or two, um, okay. just enough so when you see it, you know, it, 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 it evokes. And then maybe some of the things that, yeah, like you said, like, like with, you thought you heard Shalom, if you write that down, mm -hmm. you'll see it the next day and you'll like, you kind of know that you heard it, even though when you wrote it down, you, you know, you, you don't necessarily, I don't know, you, you know, you, you spend time with God, you feel his presence, you know, impressions come, sometimes they're really clear, sometimes they're really faint. But the yeah. faint stuff is that still quiet voice of God, and it's really easy to dismiss. But if you write down a few impressions you've had, um, including like that, which sounds like it was clear but faint, so you're not sure you heard it, but you know you kind of you know you kind of know what you're not sure that you heard was shalom. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if you write those things down when you come back the next day, or if you write them down for a couple days in a row, you know he's saying it because it's you know you think you heard it you know for seven days in a row, you, you know you're pretty sure after that that he's definitely saying it. Um, so I wouldn't recommend writing more than a sentence or two. Um, sure. So you don't have to, you can log it however you want. Um, did Mar, are you using a, like a, are you using a calendar or are you using like a journal? I'm, I'm using a calendar journal. So it's like a little book, but you know, every day I have probably uh, three by seven or whatever to, to write in. So it's perfect. What I like about journaling too is that from day to day, I don't remember what happened yesterday. So if I'm writing down what happened today and then all of a sudden I'll see a theme and I'll be like, whoa, you know, so it's like, it's good to kind of keep track of what you're hearing or seeing. Um, because I mean, to me, um, if I didn't have that, I'd forget real easily, but it's almost like you can kind of track with what God's like the progression of it. Yeah. Now I print out a calendar. I was using an enormous calendar with like lines in it. So each calendar square was, you know, it's a month, you flip it over and it's a month, but each square was like, I was like three inches by four inches. It was enormous. Um, and I kept on thinking I should put more in it. So now I just print out a single little uh, nine, eight and a half by 11 calendar and the little boxes, you know, are just enough that, you know, I don't have to worry about whether I'm writing too much because I can't fit that much in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I can look back and see, you know, how the, you know, like, oh, you know, like, oh, I did it uh, five times in a row, or I, I did it a couple times in a row. Uh, it's not the performance. You know, I'm pretty sure if I made this about performing, 
uh, I would have gotten out of bed, done this just to perform. So it is a, <laughs> which sounds like it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> you can't spend a time and eternity outside of grace. Um, you can't connect with the Lord outside of grace. Um, so if you make it a performance thing, I would say, you know, even when, and I, I do, and I know I didn't talk about this. I, um, <clears throat> I had, a, I was thinking about the two minutes of eternity for actually, it, it, it culminated after thinking about stuff for a couple of years about what I thought would be helpful. Um, to people, to Christians, to anybody really, um, was, hey, you know, a really small exercise connecting with God in eternity. So it's not about, you know, some type of performance or even about like interceding, which interceding is great. If you're out there interceding, you know, for, for America, for the world, or, you know, for your family and for your church, that's great. But that's, that's work, you know, where you're, you're standing in the gap between heaven and earth. We're laboring on behalf of what's going on in earth. Um, and that's different than spending time, time and eternity with God to be transformed, um, to explore the eternity that he stuck in our heart um, that keeps on drawing us to him. Um, so um, the, the thought was <laughs> that you have a daily practice that's simple and small, because that, that's what modern habit kind of behavioral science says, which what works. Um, and than to be accountable with it. Um, and so the other thing, and I don't think I talked about this on Sunday, uh, Craig, I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't, is um, you do the exercise every day, or try and do it every day, just to be accountable about it. Um, and then once a week, you get together with somebody else and you share how it's going. Um, oh, great. Yeah, For so sure, you, yeah. You, <laughs> you need to go find someone to, to else to do this so you can both share how it's going. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I started talking tomorrow because we were, I don't think, on a phone call. And I said, hey, let's do this. So every week we, you know, we'd, we'd share how it went. Um, and it's like, oh, well, we can do this as a podcast, you know. Um, <laughs> so, so this is my accountability group, <laughs> how it's going. Um, you know, made, made, made it to a podcast for, 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 uh, as an example, you know. Um, yeah. You know, but um, – that's like, oh, when you, when you get together, you shouldn't share more than a week back, back. Because if you're saying, hey, I've done it, you know, I've done this every day for the last 99 days or 156 days, it becomes about performance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it'll affect what you're doing because you're, you're not trying to spend two minutes training with God. You're trying to not break, you know, your, your perfect <laughs> record of doing this every day for 100 days or whatever. Um, you know, so you can look back, I guess, but I, I would suggest not tracking it. Just, hey, last week I, I did it for a whole week. Oh, that's great. Oh, last, last week I did it four out of five days, you know, seven days or whatever. Um, but do not, because, yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned if people, when you get together once a week, if you share, even if the other person knows, if you share what your streak is beyond a week, yeah, it definitely becomes about performance. Um, which new people get intimidated because, you know, this is a guy that's at 750 days in a row and, you know, you've only done it once. And, but, but I'm really more concerned that it, you know, it'll, it'll distort the practice. It, it'll, put, uh, it'll, put, it'll put you more in time. It won't let you be in eternity with God because you're worried about, you know, you know the streak and performance and whatnot. Um, hmm. So I, I'd suggest not sharing. You share how, how the last week went, um, but but don't worry about sharing past that. And she, you shouldn't. And I wouldn't track a streak. I wouldn't count the numbers. I, I think, you know, um, I think when David was going to number the people, <laughs> no, no, don't do it, David. <laughs> you know, because um, there's something that happens when you number things. It's not always bad. Um, you know, the um, the Hebrews were numbered 
um, when they came out of Egypt. Um, but then they were tested and they weren't allowed to go in for 40 years into the promised land. And then when they went in, they were numbered again. Um, yeah, so we'll just, we'll just keep our, our, our two minutes in eternity outside of the, 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 the numbering tests of God. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's my suggestion. Uh, but yeah, that, that's essentially, you, you do the two-minute exercise, you, you track it somehow, log it somehow. But don't write a lot. Um, sure. And, uh, and then, yeah, try, try and form an accountability group. Um, you know, where, where, you know, the main goal is to be accountable. You know, and you know, and, and to you know, keep keep each other's anonymity. I, I'm trying to still figure out how to. Because my model for some of this is is uh, well, this habit theory. You know, there, there's scriptural things about eternity and and, and personal practices and um, things we see about you know Jesus and others in the Bible. Um, and AA, which I've never been to AA. I don't say that with pride. Um, I just never been to AA. But but from you know the literature I've read and, and the stuff I've seen in TV and movies. Um, their, their tradition of, of protecting anonymity uh, seems to make it really, really safe. Um, and if you're going to get crazy wild revelation or just really sweet, intimate things, uh, you want to protect that with anonymity. Sure, um, sure. So I, I don't suggest doing this <laughs> in general principle as a, as a podcast, um, <laughs> um, other than if, than if you're, you're trying to uh, um <laughs> get other people to do this and therefore <clears throat> you're willing to do this publicly um so i'm trying to I'm trying to pretend that this meeting is semi-unanimous and only use their uh, first names um so <clears throat> so let me ask you some other questions craig sure. um Do you feel like when you do this, when you spend the 30 seconds, um, that you know what you're asking God? Are you just saying, here I am, you know, I just want to be with you? Um, do you think there's an unarticulated question, like a request or desire in your heart? Um, well, since I try to do it throughout the day now, because the morning times, kind of like I said before, it, it seems... Like I like to press news, so <laughs> like when I'm in his presence, it's like, no, I want you to get up and get stuff done. <laughs> but so to answer the question, um, um, yeah, there are questions that I have about things going on in life. Um, but if I get the chance and it, and it's there is not a snooze day in the morning just really in his presence and there really isn't a question but throughout the day yeah it's a question because I'm thinking about my life and things that happened and things that didn't go my way and then I might feel um, like a response that I might not understand and then I'll get clarity and feel like oh oh okay well it's not as bad as I thought it was but but yeah so if that kind of answers the question, like in the morning, it's just blank space. I'm just there. But then throughout the day is, you know, the brain's like the hamster wheel is churning and things are moving and I got to get stuff done. Then I'm thinking about life and my plans and my future. And I'm like, okay, Lord, um, help. <laughs> like if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I, I think, remember, it... yeah, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Jim. 
No, no, go ahead, Mar. Okay, thank you. So when we started this, um, Jim just said, you know, is there, what, what does your heart want? If there was anything that you could just say to God, this is what I really want, um, desire. And it just came out, you know, that I just needed to feel his presence. And so the question became, well, I wanted, what did I want? I wanted, it was something like I'm, I'm expecting or I'm, I can't remember what now what it was back then. Well, yeah, um, I think when we were trying to come up with a question and I maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> made you come up with one. Yeah. Um, you were something like you wanted to. Apprehend. apprehend. I, think ap <laughs> I think apprehend was a word that I used. And, and so we were like, well, what if you, you know, made it like I'm asking you to be here and I'm waiting, you know, like instead of expecting it, I'm waiting for you. So it, it was that over the course of time. So when I would get to, you know, I would just come in and say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm asking you to be here and I'm, you know, I'm waiting for you to be here. And then I would walk into the door and he'd, be, he'd already be in the room. Like I could feel his presence. I was like, oh, well, that's neat. And so it was like, instead of just doing that, um, since he was already there, it was like, okay, while you're here and while I'm here, if there's anything. So it was like the presence that was already answered, you know? So, but it was really helpful to just kind of narrow it down and whittle it down. And Jim, you're really good at hearing the outside words and kind of bringing them closer, you know? Yeah. Um, well, well, when we did it, <laughs> I hadn't done it before. It's like, you know, like accountabilities are important. So I've been thinking about doing this. So it's like, oh, let me test this. It's ready to test. Cause I had people asking me, Hey, what can I do to grow? I was like, well, all right. Well, <laughs> um, and, and I've had really good answers, but I, I needed a simpler answer that required less work on my part and more work on their part. Um, hmm. <laughs> and, so the whole day is come up with a question, you know, and, and sit with God in eternity and, and you know, ask. ask. Uh, so when we came up with questions, it was really about trying to figure out what was in our heart. Um, and I probably would up to a couple weeks ago, I would have suggested, hey, you need a question. Um, but I think um, that if you hear someone talk about it <laughs> and there's a stirring in your heart, like the eternity that's in your heart that we see in Ecclesiastes, um, and you go to do the exercise and you feel God's presence, then um, you probably don't need a written down question because you caught it, <laughs> you know, more than, than you, you, you kind of, you know, came up with a question and then forced your, you know, then, then they kind of broke through to figure out how to, how to sit before God with a question. Um, so my, my suggestion would be this. I wouldn't worry about having an official question until um, you find that some, so for some reason, um, you know, doing this is, like you, you, you somehow like you, you feel stuck, you know, like, Hey, I, I go to do this and it's, I feel God's presence, but I, it feels like um, what I'm looking for when he's bringing to me are, aren't connecting. Mm -hmm. And you, I think you definitely need a question. It's probably because your heart is asking for something that you don't realize. And you're looking for something that your heart isn't asking for. And therefore there's a disconnect between you and God because you and your heart aren't in sync. Gotcha. So, coming up with a question from your heart will let you spend <laughs> it'll, it'll let you I, I know i i think uh, the other sunday i talked about zacchaeus you know uh, jesus was coming to his house that day so he had to get there um mm -hmm. figuring out what's in our heart what our heart wants from eternity lets us be in our heart when jesus shows up 
um, so that we can connect with him. Um, yeah. And so if you're, if you are somehow stuck or it feels like there's a disconnect um, or like, like Mara, you know, like you, you, she just, just wanted to feel the presence of God. So she was asking Lord to feel his presence. And then it was just happening all the time that she couldn't ask for it. Cause it was, it was happening before she went to ask. So that's, that's a silly question. <laughs> you know? It's like standing in a tub of water asking for, you know, to get wet. You know? um, she, she asked a different question you know, because she was no longer desperate for his presence because it was there. She just wanted whatever because his presence was so saturated, you know, so that was more of an adjustment to base what was going on. Mm -hmm. But if you're stuck, you know, then you should figure out what your heart wants. Um, you know, and that's, that's where I, <laughs> I, I advocate communicating with God according to the principles of nonviolent communication, which you can go online and learn about um, where you kind of figure out like, what are your observations? What are your feelings? What are your needs? And then based on those things, ask a request, you know? So that's how I was like, Oh, I, I think I did this in a, a couple of podcasts back when I switched questions. It's like, all right, well, I'm oh, I feel really, really tired. What's my feeling? What's making me feel tired? Like, Oh, I just, there's a bunch of relational issues that are just wearing me out. Um, and so I feel tired. And so I need hope for relationship. So my request then was God, <laughs> you know, renew my hope for a relationship. You know, let, let me let me connect relation with you in eternity. But but uh, you know, since since faith, hope, and love remain, you know, and I needed what I needed for, was hope. You know, let, let me have some eternal hope for a relationship. And so that's hmm. been essentially my request because that's what my heart has been desperately. And I was kind of stuck on this kind of repeating loop where God was comforting me, but I I wasn't really getting anywhere. Um, it's like, oh, I got to change my question. Um, so I would expect for most people doing this two minute exercise will oscillate between just a general like, oh God, let me spend time with you, which is what our, Mara is probably explicitly asking for. And it sounds like you were just generally just doing from, a, I think, just hearing about it and it being stirred up in your heart just to spend time in eternity with him. Mm -hmm. um, and specific requests in eternity, which sounds like other times in the day, there's just something in your heart that you're asking for and you, you, know, and you go try and spend time with eternity with those specific questions. I think for most people, it will oscillate between those two things. Um, so if you have a question that doesn't have words, like, hey, I'm just going to spend time with the training with God. I'm not forming it as a question because you're not in jeopardy, so you don't have to form everything as a question. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it just, I think, helps if there's a need to form it as a request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. we ask, he'll respond. And if we're not asking, you know, it's a problem. But if we're just hanging out with eternity with him. Then, yeah, the, the, the language in the request can be, can be very nonverbal, you know. Uh, because it's just happening and that's completely fine but if it's not just happening or stuff is happening you're not sure what's happening <laughs> then you're going to want to you're going to want to know the request in your heart um sure and so then it's good to write it down i think or if you're you're kind of hearing this on a podcast and trying to boot this from scratch and you don't know from hearing other people do it you know what it feels like in your heart then you're going to want definitely want to write your question down um Especially if you don't know what your question should be, because you can evolve your question from day to day. You write it down and each day change, you know, change a little around, shift it to figure out what you're really asking. So that's the best way to find what's in your heart is write down what you think's in your heart and then ask for it and then maybe shift it around till it really feels right. Um, so if you hit that point, you know, then that's a good practice. But if you just catch it like, oh, I feel a turn in my heart. Oh, let me go spend time with it. Yeah, I, I don't, don't worry about formalizing it too much. I, yeah. I, I definitely suggest, you know, essentially logging it, you know, on a daily basis as far as, you know, um, 
and catching impressions and stuff and being accountable. But yeah, um, having a very, you know, formalized request is not necessary. Okay. So <clears throat> having heard us talk about it and having heard me talk about it before and having tried it, mm -hmm. do you have any questions? The biggest question, because, um, or I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on with me. So I'm, I'm seeking a church home, and I've been going to some place that I don't really call my home. Will eternity with God, will responses that you feel he's saying contradict pastors? And the reason I say it is uh, like a pastor said something to me when I I heard it, I was puzzled. I'm like, huh? Because he said, this is what God is saying. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I talk to him often. And if he's my dad, like I know how he talks. That doesn't sound like him. So I kind of just remember going home, like initially feeling like, what is he talking Huh? Then I went home and I'm like, Lord, I mean, I don't feel depressed about what this guy is saying because I don't because I'm not sure if I understand. Then when I like was in his presence and like, well, that wasn't for me. Like, oh. So that's my question because it's still kind of new for me. And like, like I don't want to dismiss it if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well I don't let me, be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me try and answer it a few different ways. Um, okay. If I was a parachurch organization that officially relied on church donations, I would have to say your pastor is always right. Now. Um, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't do that anyway. Um, here's the thing, right? Um, you know, um, I believe, you know, the Bible is the word of God. Um, mm -hmm. So I believe that pastors can contradict the Bible when they do the wrong, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It happens all the time. And I, I don't mean that they're evil. They're just you know, often wrong. You know, pastors have incomplete theology like all people. Um, you know, they hear imperfectly. They may hear from God and interpret it, you know, you know, so, you know, pastors certainly are not infallible. Um, you know, so I think the issue with listening to a pastor is, is God establishes them essentially as a caretaker for you. You know, mm -hmm. that you need to honor them as, as someone that, you know, God has given charge over you because, you know, they have gotten from God, a heart for you and are trying to diligently help you. And the Lord has basically connected you to them in such a way that you trust them, you know, because God has given them some authority over your life. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you walk in the door of a church, it doesn't mean that that's happened, you know, um, and you can go to a church for a while um, and even think that you really respect this guy, you know, and he, he may be a great pastor who doesn't know who you are and he might have general you know, some authority over the church as a whole and, and, you know, or he might be someone who looks really cool, but, but uh, maybe his heart is empty and he could care less about you. And, you know, there's no real spiritual authority because there's not the care and the covering. Um, so, you know, but, so if you're in a relationship in a church um, where the pastors are, you know, feeding the sheep, you know, and they're providing protection and safety for you, then you should respect their authority. Like, you know, similar to the way that children should respect their parents. Um, you know, and once you get to be a certain age, you realize, you know, if you should respect your parents, it's certainly not based on them being <laughs> infallible. Um, yeah. yeah. So, 
Now, you know, I think, you know, if you respect the pastor and God's established, you know, you know, that kind of covering and safety, you know, you should listen to them, but just because that's what they're hearing, and it may be very well what God's saying to them, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're hearing or what's God saying to you. Um, and if, you, if you're passing through and you, it doesn't feel like it's your home, then mm-hmm. it, then you're less likely to be in sync as far as what God's speaking to you and God's speaking to the church as all. He could be hearing what God's saying to the church, you know, people who feel called together and, and you maybe don't feel called to be there and therefore, you know, uh, you're just not participating in that. You know? Ah, that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So if there's contradiction, I wouldn't necessarily assume that like you're wrong or he's wrong. Number one, God says lots of things, you know, yeah. um, and sometimes when we try and boil it down for communication, we oversimplify. Uh, but often, yeah. Yeah. If you don't really feel connected you know, in, in part of the vision that God's given that church, then you may not be hearing what God's saying to them. Um, you know, God said one thing to the church in Ephesus, another thing to the church, and you know, you know, you know, boom in each of the places. Um, and so, you know, if you really, really connected to one of those churches, like, oh, that's for me. Um, but if you're just passing through, you know, you're like, well, that's that's not for me. You know, I'm here now, but I'm, you know, I'm just passing through. Um, I, I don't think that's for me. Um, it would make sense. So, um, that's my. I don't know. <laughs> that's what got you. Like I feel. Um... All right. So just just to specify, sure. <laughs> when I ask you a question, really want to know if you have questions about the two minute exercise. <laughs> um, this is relevant because certainly you'll sure. you'll experience things in two minute exercise um, that may, may not. Yeah, others may not be experiencing. Um, so. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um... No, like I would just say, yeah, thanks. It's it's been uh, revelatory. I'm feeling kind of the love of a dad more. It's good. And I think that's the aim. And yeah, like in his presence, it's uh, yeah, it's like I feel his peace. I feel like answers because I'm that that son that wants to do right or wants to be like obedient. So, so yeah, yeah, pretty simple. So do you, do you think you'll go out and try and form an accountability group? Uh, I'm actually, it's Thursday. So I'm actually right when I'm done going to Dayton healing room. So they, they have their meetings uh, starting at six thirty. So I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I meant to talk about the two minute. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna like uh, bring it up probably with Kirk, Kirk or someone there. All right. Well, if you do, um, and you want to come back on, uh, maybe even with whoever you're doing it with, and talk about how it's going, you know, doing yes. the accountability group, we can have you, you on again. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure, please. Yeah, for sure, I will. Yeah. And if there's anybody else out there who maybe haven't even started doing the exercise, you would like Mara and I to help jumpstart you, or you've been trying to do it on your own and you'd like some feedback like Craig, um, or you started a group and want some, you know, just want to share and get feedback on that. Um, you can email Mara at, well, <laughs> Mara at growingeternity.org. Right, Mara at growingeternity.org. If you email her, uh, we can get you scheduled. That's what Craig did. Um, 
<clears throat> Do you have any uh, closing thoughts, Mara? Oh, well, it was just really awesome, Craig, to meet you um, and to hear, um, I think you're like a week and a half in, and just how, how I saw that as you are seeking him, um, you're, you're feeling his presence throughout the day. It's kind of a lasting thing. And that was one of the things that I thought was um, great about just this two minutes a day. Um, but the things that I would hear or see the rest of the day, it was just on, you know, it was on me. Um, and it did, it, it does have a lot of value. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that even in your busyness, that God is, is talking to you and, um, you know, God's giving you discernment. So when you hear somebody that might not be echoing what God is saying to you, you can, you know, weigh that out and discern what God might be saying to you. And that, you know, as Jim said, you know, you might not need a question, but if at any point you feel stuck and, and think, well, the last couple of times, this is what's been going on. Maybe that's a time to, to see if God's trying to point you in a particular direction to, to spend time with them on. That's, that's what I would say. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And be in touch. Okay. I will definitely. Cause it's, it's just the beginning part of my journey. So I'm sure as things start to happen in my life, I might, uh, yeah, like run into a few uh, throat bumps or something. So that's good. Okay, good. All right. Well, this has been the Growing Eternity podcast with Mara and Jim, special guest Craig. Lord, I just ask uh, that you would uh, stir in our hearts. I think, like you did in Craig, um, as it says in Ecclesiastes three eleven, um, you would stir the eternity that you set in our heart, um, so that we would desire you. This has been the Growing Eternity podcast with Mara and Jim. For more information, including how to record and submit questions, or coming on the podcast to talk about your own journey with Two Minutes in Eternity, Dreaming Once, Interpreting Twice, and Growing Eternity Anonymously, go to growingeternity.org. This is my spiritual disclaimer. I have a personal relationship with Jesus, whom through faith I know to be God's Son. Through him I know God the Father, who has poured out God the Spirit on all flesh. I believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, and is both factually and symbolically true, although some passages at different times have a greater emphasis on either facts or symbols. I believe that our translations, interpretations, and applications of Scripture are imperfect, but, through, but that through the Spirit we are led into all truth. You do not need to have the same understanding or faith as I do to benefit from or participate in this podcast or the practices discussed. If you are seeking a higher and better power of some sort, we will have some common ground. Please feel free to adapt these podcasts to your own personal journey and perspective. 
Although I believe God offends the mind to reveal the heart, it is not my personal intention to cause offense to any specific person or group, rather that all people might be offended by the truth, comforted by the Spirit, and transformed as a result. I believe in prayer, but in general, I'm trying to avoid enabling a consumer spirituality whereby people would listen to prayer and feel that they themselves acted spiritually. It is the purpose of this podcast to inspire you to daily spend two minutes in eternity with God, dream, interpret your own dreams and the dreams of others, to gather in safe, anonymous, and accountable spiritual communities. To that end, I pray that God the Father would pour out a spirit of grace and mercy on you that he would manifest righteousness and justice in your lives and that he would open your senses to observe him so that you might know him forever. I pray specifically that there would be grace to spend time with him and mercy where we fall short. I pray this by the blood and in the name and through relationship with Jesus.